Hello, hello. Welcome to the Natural Misconceptions Podcast. My name is Stephanie Mora, and I'm here to highlight all the misconceptions that we hold about life, culture, natural family planning, and fertility. I'm here to ask family, friends, and experts to help me uncover and debunk common myths, misunderstandings, and misconceptions. So get ready to learn and laugh while we pull back the veil, because on this podcast, there's no such thing as TMI. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to the very first glimpse at my project, the Natural Misconceptions Podcast. My name is Stephanie Mora, and I wanted this first release to be on the short side so that I can take a quick minute to introduce myself, my project, and my intentions for what I consider to be a mission God has called me to. Let me take a brief moment to first say, currently, I have a bit of imposter syndrome. So, before I go into the little introduction about myself and why I'm here, I'd like to say, first off, I am not a professional. I am not certified to teach natural family planning. I do not have nutrition background. All the information that I post here will either be vetted by very, very skilled professionals who have studied um, and received their certifications, degrees, and whatnot. I myself have gleaned 98% of all the information I have in this realm on Facebook essentially, um, Facebook and Instagram. So I'll go a little bit into my background and why that's the case, but just so my little disclaimer that I will have experts on frequently, I hope, um, to be able to speak with their skill set. So I'm here to give my personal experience, but not advice. So I just wanted to give that disclaimer that you'll be able to listen and learn right alongside me as I pose questions to the experts who really do know it all. To start off, I'd like to say I'm a cradle Catholic and I grew up in the Four Corners area of New Mexico. I miss it dearly. I've got a fairly traditional large Hispanic family and I'm so blessed to have been raised in the faith. Currently though, I live in West Texas with my dear husband of three and a half years, Xavier. Yes, that's really how you say his name. And our two sweet sons, Paul and Peter. We also have a saint baby we never got to hold, whom we named Margaret Ignatius. We ask for Margaret Ignatius's intercession all the time. So, going straight into what many might consider TMI, as for me, I don't think there is such a thing, I'd like to acquaint you with the extensive series of events that sent me on a deep dive regarding all things NFP, which means natural family planning, and even that we'll get into a little bit later. Personally, I was a quote-unquote early bloomer. And I started my period at the ripe old age of 10. I distinctly remember in fourth grade having to leave my best friend's house after school earlier than I originally planned so that my dad could take me to Walmart and we spent an embarrassing amount of time staring at a variety of paths to choose from. Eventually, a nice lady shopping nearby helped the two of us. I could tell she pitied him so badly. I'm sure I'd have preferred that first pad shopping trip with my mama, but she was still at work at the time. From then on, though, thankfully, she knew what I'd need, and I didn't have to face the period aisle with the clueless dude. In college, though, I began having very strong PMS symptoms that I assumed most doctors would prescribe birth control pills to address. Now, growing up Catholic, any of you listeners who also know this, uh, birth control is against Catholic Church teaching. Um, And in the show notes, I can put info on where that comes from in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Because I'm a rule follower and not because I knew the intricacies of why birth control is a no-no, 
I asked a trusted mentor who is also a nurse, a mama, and a devout Catholic where I could go to get clearer answers as to why these issues were coming up. At the same time, she hesitantly suggested I pick up the book, Taking Charge of Your Fertility. I'll put a link to where you can find that in the show notes. So with that, I self-taught the symptothermal method, which just means that I began observing my signs of fertility. I'll go into more detail about those signs and various methods in another episode. Charting gave me an opportunity to show more detailed info to a doctor who actually treated the issue rather than masking my symptoms with birth control. I should note that at the time, the doctor mentioned I did show symptoms of either endometriosis or polycystic ovarian syndrome, both of which deserve their own podcast episodes as well. But since we're able to naturally alleviate most of those symptoms, she held on off on official diagnosis because those diagnoses are fairly extensive and said that we would readdress it once I was married and began trying to conceive. But at the time, I was able to kind of address the issues that I needed to, the acne, mood swings, and basic PMS. However, it was more extreme than one might think. And one of those common misconceptions about PMS is that it is just a part of life. However, again, with my experience, I have come to learn that PMS actually is not normal. Yes, common, normal, no. So we were able to address the issues I was having with actually really simple remedies. I was able to take some very specific um, vitamins and it kind of took things under control for the time being. So since I taught myself how to chart, I continue to do that kind of in a half-assed way through dating and engagement with Xavier. So I had a decent view of my fertility and my cycles, and I presumed at the time that I'd be able to postpone a pregnancy for a quote-unquote socially acceptable amount of time as we quote-unquote adjusted to newlywed life. Again, another common misconception. I think a lot of times newlyweds get bombarded with Either, oh my gosh, when are you going to have kids? I can't wait to get pregnant. Just wait. Or it's unacceptable to get pregnant right away because you haven't adjusted to that newlywed life, like I said. And I definitely had comments, including when I was already pregnant. I had just found out and uh, someone near to us um, kind of made a comment about, oh, I'm so glad you guys are waiting. Basically saying that I shouldn't get pregnant right away so that I could actually enjoy my life. Um... To me, that kind of meant like, you know, having kids was not enjoyable, which is absolutely untrue as I have come to learn. So jokes on us all because my two-year-old is the best. He is two and a half at this point now. And uh, because of my half-assed charting that I mentioned before and because I taught myself, he came along. Um, we actually got pregnant with him just a couple of months into getting married. And so right after our first Christmas is when we found out that we were expecting him and it's been a wild ride ever since. Um, So I think that, like I mentioned, has been like a quote unquote socially unacceptable. Like it's people kind of look at you funny or make silly comments and jokes, which I usually take as lighthearted, but sometimes is kind of stick your foot in your mouth kind of moment as far as the timing of kiddos. So another one of those misconceptions that may likely come up in another episode includes um, the fertility return after you have babies. This varies wildly from woman to woman and pregnancy to pregnancy. However, there are many people who are successful in 
um, avoiding a pregnancy following birth quickly after because they breastfeed. And so those hormones that are released during nursing, um, and of course, depending on the frequency of nursing, use of pacifier, and a more knowledgeable person than me can kind of go into the details on another episode. But I was able to, um, well, not able to, my body decided that it wasn't going to try to ovulate or make another baby for a good year after Paul was born. And so um, despite him, he stopped nursing at about 10 months old. And then I got my period back when he was right at around a year. Um, So the following month, I actually fell pregnant again because I wasn't charting and I really didn't know how to do that postpartum. And I had only had two cycles. So it was all kind of wonky. Um, unfortunately that is the baby that we did lose at seven weeks. And, um, so after that is when I was like, okay, I got to do it. I got to start charting. I have to figure out what's wrong with my hormones again. Something's off balance. Something's not right. Now I'd like to also give this caveat that I know that there is a common trope about miscarriage. And, uh, I'd like to start by saying that there is not anyone to be blamed or anything essentially to be blamed for when child loss happens. It is a heartbreaking reality of the fallen world that we live in. But when it did happen to us, I was determined to at least try. Um, Though I know that full control is not mine, but I just wanted to try to get healthier in a variety of ways. And so part of that included wanting to chart and be more focused so that I can keep an eye out on where my hormones were in case that was in factor indeed um, contributing to the miscarriage that we faced. Through that research, I did discover that I did have low progesterone, but again, another series of events. So I started charting. I finally got an actual instructor and started an actual method. I personally use uh, the Creighton model fertility care system, which was founded by Dr. Hilkers. And again, that'll be its own podcast episode. But uh, I charted for about four days with my instructor before I was super suspicious because even though I was only charting for four days, I was technically like on day some 48 or something crazy of my cycle. And I was just convinced that my hormones were so out of whack that my cycle was that long or that I was attempting to ovulate and my body would not ovulate, would not ovulate, would not ovulate. It was like start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Turns out I was actually just pregnant again with my little one, Peter. So thankfully though, I was already charting with Creighton. So even though there wasn't much to chart because I was already pregnant, she was able to refer me to a NAPRO tech physician which is short for Natural Procreative Technology Physician. They are um, fertility care medical doctors who use Creighton to diagnose. Um, They're a variety of fertility things. And again, let me tell you guys, I have so many plans for all the episodes because I swear to you that natural family planning as a whole can branch off into a billion different categories, I promise you. It's kind of insane. But after my digression, um, I was able to realize that I needed progesterone supplementation. And so I got in contact with the doctor who would monitor me from a distance. 
And thankfully, it worked out that I was able to get this help right before the pandemic hit. And I was able to kind of get situated and get tested and um, all those things. So I wound up having to get injections from my dear husband bi-weekly for the duration of my pregnancy in order to make sure that my progesterone levels were where they needed to be and that Peter stayed cooking the entire pregnancy. And he did, and now he's a happy, healthy, almost eight-month-old. So these are some components and background in my personal story as to why I'm here, why I'm doing this as a personal, on a, on a personal note. Um, as far as the additional research, and this is kind of all spent time nursing my kiddos and learning about NFP and people's anecdotal evidence of all the things. Um, it just kind of spiked my interest and I got really into talking about it with my friends to probably an annoying level. Again, Maggie, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. Um, and all my other friends, uh, <laughs> I mentioned this friend particularly because she's about to get married. And so I hope to have her on shortly for an episode. But, um, you know, a lot of the rest of my friends are still single. And so while this does still apply to them, it takes on a different role for a single woman as it does for someone who is entering into marriage. So um, another component of why I actually decided to go full ho- whole hog and do a podcast and blog about all the TMI nitty-gritty shenanigans of natural family planning, I also had hopes of starting a blog really for a long while now, even back dating to college, but I never really knew exactly what about. It kind of struck me right after I had Peter, he was very small, and I thought maybe it could be regarding that, and hence the name Natural Misconceptions came to mind, but I kept believing this lie that either there was someone better than me to do it, and there may may well likely be others out there who don't mumble and stutter over their words, who are better at speaking than me or insert anything here. But I realized over the course of the last few years of marriage and being a mama and going through postpartum mood disorders and having these hormonal imbalances and saying no, no, no to the Holy Spirit calling me to just sit down and actually write and just sit down and actually start something and contribute in some way. Not even because I felt like I needed a project or I needed a hobby, but finally got a loud awakening I guess you could say from the Holy Spirit, for me to take myself out of the equation. This wasn't about me and my pride. This was about him having something to say through me and through this medium, this podcast and this blog. He finally told me, shut up. I want to talk through you. So stop saying no. Now, it wasn't that clear, um, but it was definitely that loud. (laughs) I remember thinking, okay, okay, fine. I'll do it. I don't want to, but you're yelling at me. So I got to. And again, I'm a rule follower. So here I am feeling awkward, feeling awkward as I'll get up, but I'm here and I am hoping that if there's just one person out there who gleans enough info or something lights a trigger for you to check your hormones or consider alternatives to the birth control pill or tracking your cycle for reasons more than just family planning because there's so much to it. 
And essentially, all of this to say that being a woman is incredible. And I know that can sound cliche, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart that our bodies, the way that God made them, is just, I very infrequently am I speechless, and I don't have a word to say how incredible and wonderfully we have been made. And so the intricacies of the way that our bodies work, the way that our fertility is supposed to work, and to learn more about that, to me, just points straight back to our maker. And I could probably write a thousand blog posts or a book or talk for hours on this one specific component of it. But all that to say, I just want someone somewhere out there to hear the Holy Spirit speaking through my words, through this microphone, through the internet, to you, to know that your body is good. And despite the grossness that is a period and the weirdness that is checking your cervical mucus and the annoyingness that is taking your stinking temperature every morning or all the other ugly nitty-gritty things that you people associate with what NFP is, all of it still points to him because he is good and he made you good because you are made in his image. And the details and the intricacies of the way our cycle works. You know, it's no different than admiring a rose bush or the flight pattern of a bird or the way that, (laughs) this is so random, but the way that a banana is perfectly segmented and I could pull it apart very gently and it becomes perfect little pieces for little Peter to gnaw on. (laughs) The perfect shape and size for him to just grasp. It's phenomenal that this fruit is so perfectly made in God and genetically modified, but whatever. Um, Just that he thinks of all these little tiny details to incorporate, like our mood is affected, our skin, our energy levels, all these things with our cycle. So I'm going to stop ranting because again, this could be another 20 new episodes. So I'm just hoping that you can come in, listen to these episodes and just really be inspired by who you are as a woman. Or if you know a woman, if there happens to be any men out there listening to this, Which, by the way, if you are, I applaud you genuinely, truly. Congratulations on being such a good man to be listening to this because I think all the men need to know about it too. It's it's sex ed essentially. So uh, I'm just hoping that all the listeners out there can just come to really appreciate the cycle and um, to learn about these misconceptions and myths that we can debunk through myself, my own little mini research and anecdotal stories, as well as all the experts I hope to have on. So thank you for joining me, and I can't wait for you to listen to the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Natural Misconceptions podcast. My name is Stephanie Mora, and don't forget, there's no such thing as TMI.